Hey guys, welcome to the Truth For Youth podcast, the podcast that dedicated to bringing you biblical truth. Not my truth, not the world's truth, but God's truth, Jesus's truth, the truth that we get from the Bible. Because you look around and it's hard to know who to believe. Everybody says they're telling us the truth, but in reality, it's not the truth. It's twisted. It's lies. It's half-truths. It's us being misled everywhere we turn, everywhere. That's why this is called the truth for youth. This is something that you can know that it actually is truth. All right. Well, today we're going to talk about something that it, it is a lesson that I honestly wish that I learned when I was younger, when maybe when I was in middle school. So middle school, high schoolers, if you will grasp this, this will help you so much later in life. And even adults. I mean, this is not something that's just for young. This is adults and even older adults. You can all benefit from this. And honestly, I, I don't know, at least for me, it's not something that I get and I just, I'm good. It's something that I have to constantly work at. Um, but the more the more I practice it, and maybe the older I get, the wiser I get, the easier it becomes, and the more I see the benefit of it. Uh, and that is dealing with haters, dealing with naysayers, dealing with criticism, like harsh criticism, not constructive criticism, the criticism that really wants to tear you down and break you down. Um, it's meant for harm. All right, so um, there is a great saying by... Kobe Bryant. Okay, so if you're not familiar with Kobe Bryant, you've probably lived under a rock, but he was a phenomenal basketball player. Unfortunately, he died tragically in a, in a helicopter uh, crash, but he was a phenomenal basketball player, one of the best I've ever played the game. And uh, something that I really appreciate about Kobe is the man was dedicated to being the best. I mean, he was a very gifted athlete, no doubt. Very talented, very gifted, very blessed. But he was nowhere near to the level that he got because of that. He worked extremely, extremely hard. I mean, he outworked pretty much everybody. Like, he did whatever it took. He pushed, he pushed, he, he worked on his game. He mastered it. And there was a game where he was playing and he was getting booed. And of course... If you're a superstar athlete, you probably get booed a lot, okay? It's just part of, you know, being an athlete, right? Just your, your own team hopefully will love you, not boo you, but they, you will get booed probably some by your own team. But, of course, opposing fans, they're going to boo you, right? So he was getting booed, but this one particular game, it was like over the top, just constant boos, just the whole crowd, boo, boo, boo. Well, at the end of the game, uh, the announcer was asking him, well, did those boos intimidate you? And he had the best response. He said, boos don't block dunks. <laughs> boos don't block dunks. Like, what a great saying. Like, yeah, the crowd can boo all they want, but that's not going to technically block his dunk. It's not going to block his shot. Uh, now, yes, if he lets it get in his head and he gets mental, then it can do damage. But if he blocks that out... Physically, it cannot stop him. 
And here's a great thing. Like I've heard several uh, entrepreneurs and business people talk about this and just, you know, using this to, to say, hey, this is, this is a saying that you can use so that you can become the best, where you become greater than everybody else and technically nobody can stop you. Like if you'll work to be the best, it doesn't matter what everybody else says or whatever else they do because they can't stop you. And, uh, and that's great. And that's a great point, And that's a very valid point. But I also think that there's another meaning behind that. There is that the point of, you know what, who's, who gave them the right to boo? Like what makes it valid? Okay. It, obviously, Kobe knows who he is. He knows the athlete that he is. He knows the work that he's put in. So it doesn't matter if you tell him he sucks. It doesn't matter if you boo him and say you're awful and you're no good and whatever. He knows inside who he really is. And he knows he's put in enough work that he can get the job done. You know, he's become a great athlete and that he can go out there and just do his thing, right? No matter what people are saying. So I also see that as blocking the noise, Blocking out the distractions because you're going to have all sorts of distractions in life. You're going to have all sorts of booze in life, right? That just constantly want to get in your head and tear you down and, and make you second guess maybe who you are, who God's created you to be. And those booze do not block who you are. They don't block your dunks, right? Uh, and thinking about this from a spiritual aspect, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to hate you and boo you because you claim to be a Christian. Look, even if you don't claim to be a Christian, you know, I've heard the saying that there's going to be probably half this world that's not going to like you, regardless. It doesn't matter what you believe, how you look, you're just going to have about half this world not like you for, for some particular reason. And I don't know if it's, you know, obviously that can't really be statistically backed up, but I get the point that there's going to be a large portion of people that just are not going to like you. So there's no need to try to impress everybody. You need to focus on being yourself, being who God's created you to be, and especially as a Christ follower, to be obedient to Christ, to do what He has called you to do, and let the people talk. Let the people hate on you and boo you because that's part of it. And you know what? That's not going to block you from becoming all that God wants you to be. They can talk all the trash they want, you know, with social media or even to your face. and They can boo you out loud, but that doesn't affect who you are. That doesn't affect who Christ made you to be. And here's another thing to think about. Uh, don't take it so personal that you're getting hated on. Jesus lived a perfect life. Okay, like the man was kind, he was generous, he healed people, he healed the sick, he, he even raised dead to walk. He came to save the world, yet he was hated by so many, like extreme hatred. They mocked him, they laughed at him, they made fun of him, they persecuted him, they hit him, they whipped him, they crucified him, they murdered Jesus. And he was a perfect human being. So people, if they did that to Jesus, you don't think they'd be willing to do that to you. So uh, 
Let's be realistic, okay, and realize that we're not even Jesus, so we're going to get hated on, which that's going to bring me to my next uh, little point is I want to hit some verses here, some passages that show just what kind of ridicule and booze that Jesus faced. And of course, there's a bunch, so I'm just going to hit a couple. Uh, this in, this one particular story comes in the, in the book of Mark, and Jesus is out doing good, okay? He's out healing people, and there's this leader of a synagogue who gets a message saying that his daughter is now dead, and he's like, what? Oh my gosh. So, so, you know, so Jesus, they go to, to this man's home, and this is where the passage picks up in Mark chapter 5, verses 39 through 42. It's talking about Jesus. He went inside and he asked, why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him. But he made them all leave. And he took the girl's father and the mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. Holding her hand, he said to her, Talithia Kahum, which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around. And they were overwhelmed and totally amazed. Another translation um, talking about the crowd laughing at him, they actually said that they started making fun of him. Now, Jesus knew what was going on, right? Like he knew the girl was dead, but he also knew who he was, right? He was the son of God. He was Jesus. He could save. He could heal. He could make the dead come back to life. And that's what he did. Now, the people, they didn't understand him. They didn't know him like he knew himself, right? So they laughed at him. They mocked him because they were like, the girl's dead. You're an idiot, right? Like who knows what all they said to him? But he didn't let that affect him. You know, we don't read that he he fights them, he argues with them and says, oh, you watch this. He just keeps doing his thing. He sent them outside and he did his work. Now, Jesus knew who he was, right? He didn't have to listen to the crowd. He knew that what they thought of him was not accurate. So people... When you get booed and people say things about you and they laugh at you and they make fun of you, they don't know you. They may know you a little bit, but they don't know you like you know yourself or like God knows who you are. And God has created you to be somebody special. Here's another one, Isaiah 53, verses 7. This is a prophetic uh, passage about Jesus. He was beaten. He was tortured, but he didn't say a word like a lamb taken to be slaughtered and like a sheep being sheared he took it all in silence he was treated harshly but he endured it humbly he never said a word like a lamb about to be slaughtered like a sheep about to be sheared he never said a word again like jesus knew who he was. He didn't, he didn't have to listen to the crowd, right? He knew their opinion didn't really matter. I mean, of course, he wanted people to like him, I'm sure, just like we want people to like us, but if they don't, they don't, right? We shouldn't become somebody that we're not just to try to impress them or just to try to get likes. All right, let's look on Matthew 27, 
verses 27 through 31. Some of the governor's soldiers took Jesus into their headquarters, and they called out the entire regiment. They stripped him, and they put a scarlet robe on him. They wove thorn branches into a crown, and they put it on his head, and he placed a reed, a reed stick in his right hand as a scepter. And then they knelt before him in mockery, and they taunted, Hell, the king of the Jews! And they spit on him, and they grabbed the stick, and they struck him on the head with it. And when they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the robe, they put on his clothes again, and they led him away to be crucified. Again, Jesus had never done anything wrong. He lived a perfect life. And here you had people that just wanted to be mean. They just wanted to hate on him. They didn't truly know who he was. And back then, the royalty, purple was a sign of royalty and robe. So, they, so they're mocking him. They put a purple robe on him, right? Like, like scarlet robe. They dress him up and they put a, a crown of, of thorns on his head to mimic a crown of jewels. And then they gave him a, a stick instead of a true scepter, just again to poke fun and make fun of him. And they physically are hitting him and bashing him while laughing and ridiculing him. And he just came to love them. He just came to forgive them of their sins. Yet they were so misguided. They, they so didn't understand. We're going to continue that same, that same passage. We'll skip a couple of verses. After they had finished nailing him to the cross and were waiting for him to die, they killed time by throwing dice for his clothes. And above his head, they posted the criminal charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Along with him, they also crucified two criminals, one to his right and one to his left. And people passing along the road, they jeered, shaking their heads in mock lament. You bragged that you could tear down the temple and then rebuild it in three days. Show us your stuff. Save yourself. If you're really God's son, come on down from that cross. Again, they just mocked him. They made fun of him. Here's another uh, translation of that. The high priests, along with their religion, scholars, and leaders were right there mixing it up with the rest of them, having a great time poking fun at him. He saved others. He can't save himself. <laughs> King of Israel, is he? Then let him go down from that cross. We'll all become followers. We'll all become believers then. He was so sure of God. Well, let him rescue his son now if he wants him. He did claim to be God's son, didn't he? Even the two criminals crucified next to him joined in the mockery. What did Jesus do? He didn't turn. He didn't fight. He didn't come down off that cross just to prove him wrong. He continued his mission. He remained silent, and he did his thing. He didn't let the booze affect him. All that laughing, all that mockery, all that, you know, poking fun at him and physically hitting him didn't stop his dunk. That didn't stop his mission. The booze kept coming, but he kept going. What great role model for us. Right? Like we get to 
to see Jesus doing his thing, and he doesn't say a word. He just fulfills his mission. Guess what? That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to continue the mission, fulfill the mission, and not listen to the booze, not listen to the hatred. I mean, could you imagine if Jesus had Instagram or Twitter today? Oh my gosh. Cancel culture. Oh my God. They would be, they would be tearing him alive. Like 24-7, his, his feed would be blowing up with hatred and cancel culture and negative and booze. And we, we wouldn't face anything compared to what Jesus is facing. Yeah, you, you may get a little hate. You may get some anonymous people. You know, there's those anonymous apps that, that people love to get on there and bash and, and gossip, which I think is so ridiculous. You know, and if someone's not willing to, to stand before you and criticize you and boo you, and, and you get that, you get that negative comment from username littlejit55, you know, like, who cares about you, littlejit55? You're not even a real person, probably. And if you are, you're hiding behind a screen. So who cares what you think about me? That's the mentality we need to have. Forget about other people. It doesn't matter what they think about you. Learn to not listen to the noise. Learn to block out the noise. Learn to focus on you and what Jesus wants for you. And you keep doing you. You keep following Christ. You keep doing the right thing. Yeah, you may get made fun of for living a moral right life, for not having sex, for not having uh, drugs and alcohol and just a crazy lifestyle. People are probably going to make fun of you, young teenager. But guess what? Who cares? Let them boo you. Kobe knew he was going to win in the end. Maybe not necessarily every game, but he knew as a player he was going to win. And here's the crazy thing when you think about it. He was really good. But when you get to the NBA, it's all talent everywhere, right? And those people are getting paid millions upon millions of dollars to stop Kobe. Yet they couldn't stop him. They could not stop him. I mean, there was one game where he had 81 points. 8-1. 81 points in one game. That is ridiculous. Like, against professionals. right? Against people who got paid millions of dollars to stop him. But yet they couldn't stop him because he was so focused on being the best that they just couldn't stop him. And he didn't listen to the noise. He didn't listen to the booze because he knew it was meaningless. That's what we need to do. We need to keep focus on being the best. You know, God has given us a life and he wants us to be the best version of us that we possibly can be. He wants us to be like Jesus. So you keep being like Jesus, block out the booze because they don't matter and be so good that, that nobody can stop you, right? When I know you're not gonna be perfect, right? We can't be perfect because we're sinful humans, but you keep doing you. And guess what? Just like Kobe kind of got the last laugh because he was an unbelievable athlete, we too are going to get the last laugh. Jesus got the last laugh, or is going to have the last laugh when judgment comes and all the evil and all the naysayers, they get proven wrong. And it's only 
those that trusted in Jesus Christ get to go to heaven and have everlasting life, that's the last laugh, right? And that's you, young people. That's you, followers of Jesus. Keep doing the right thing. Block out the noise. Their opinion of you does not matter. Do not listen. Do not put any weight to it. Do not let it bog you down and get you, you know, all distraught. Look, this society today is full of people that, man, they are, they just want to tear people down. They just want to cancel everybody that are trying to do morally right things. Who cares? Let them say stuff. You just keep doing you. You keep doing the right thing. You keep focused on Jesus. I hope you found this beneficial. If you did, please share the podcast with those around you. I know others need to hear this podcast, and you probably need to hear this podcast multiple times. So star it, do whatever you have to do so that you can come back and listen to it in a few months, a year from now, whatever, because you are going to need that encouragement to block out the noise because it's probably going to get worse as time goes on and as more weak people in our society continue to raise up, uh, you, you stand strong. All right. I love you. If I can do anything for you, hit me up. Look me up in the show notes. Um, My email is on there. If you have topic ideas, let me know. How can I help you? How can I serve you? I love you, and we'll catch you in the next podcast. Bye-bye.